Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. And welcome to the Retirement Clinic. We are on WISN Milwaukee, WIBA in Madison, with your host, Jeff Kowal. Jeff is president of the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. Good to see you. Good morning. Good morning, Paul. How are you? I'm fantastic. Well, Jeff, let's start the show with a little background. The elevator speech. You've got some um, new locations. Let's start with the location down in Racine. It's technically Mount Pleasant, I believe. That's right. It's right on 94, uh, the Highway 20 exit. Great location. We talk about our, I don't, I, you know, I've been told to always put together an elevator speech. Yeah, put and together I've one. I've never done that. You know, I've been at this forever. Have but you I can, ever I can, been in an elevator and somebody says, what do you do? I can't recall, but probably. Because <laughs> you only have 30 right. seconds at the most. What a dope he does. Well, let me tell you what we do. How about that? Okay. Uh, if you're close to already in retirement, the Coal Investment Group, the retirement specialist, uh, should be the place that you call and that you go to. Um, if you have $750,000 or more in retirement assets, we cover all aspects of retirement planning. Our goal is to make sure that once you've accumulated some wealth, that you can preserve it, grow it, take income from it, and then pass it on to your heirs if that's your choice. How's that for an elevator speech? Hey? That that is perfect. And you, <laughs> and I enjoyed the last part. If you choose to pass on to your heirs, right. let's just pick a nice even number: one million dollars. Uh, that's okay. A lot of people might go, "That's a lot of money." Can I just? And some would say that's a good start. Yeah, no. <laughs> and others would say we're just. Yeah, you're right. Just getting started. Whatever it is, it's a million dollars, Jeff. I start tapping into that. I start taking my RMDs. I need to live. I need some money, that could go down. That principle could start to go down. We don't want that. You certainly don't want that. And that's why we look at preservation of principle, but also we look at asset allocation. We know that there's an upside. And for a lot of our clients, and we're going to start wearing it into it later on today, for a lot of our clients, their life expectancy is increased. Their their chance of living are, are very of living longer is very good. So you have to be prepared that not only do you have to protect the downside, but you have to participate as the market goes up as well. So that's why, and it's the other thing that should have been part of my elevator speech we manage almost a billion dollars of assets for our clients so not only do, do we do the planning we do a cash flow analysis as you mentioned paul to make sure that even if we have a difficult time in the market if the market goes down the day that you retire that you have enough assets that you don't have to go back to work at 75 unless you choose to well and we're living longer we might work longer or we might retire early and then decide oh man I should actually get a part-time job because I'm I'm driving my wife nuts or I'm getting bored. Or you must have looked at my notes for today because it's it's interesting. We talk about people working longer, and then we talk about the younger generation saying, "When are these people going to leave?" So we're competing. Right. It's really interesting. A couple of competing articles about it. And uh, look at the workplace, Jeff. You'll have a, a 22, 23-year-old just starting out. They've got a college degree. They're doing fine. They could be working alongside 69, 70-year-old that's been doing this for decades. That's a big age gap. They're saying that this is the first time that there are five generations working. Wow. From from the baby boomers down to the Z. Gen Zs. So and if you're on who's Z? The Z's coming after the millennials. They're about 22, 21, 19, 18, yeah. that kind of. Yeah. That age group, the Z's are, uh, boy, that's an interesting yeah. way to look at things. So and, and there's a backlog. There's a log jam right around the, 
the middle around 30 to 40 where they can't advance because a lot of the old people are are, st- are staying longer. Hey, buddy, are you going to retire or not? <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah, you got to. I want your job. You got to check your coffee every day. Right. <laughs> have and a taster for your coffee and for your food oh, that's, at work. Yeah, have we'll a talk about that later on. Okay. And we've got, we've got a lot of stuff. The Boss Minute coming up, the Sexy Segment. These are all features within the Retirement Clinic. But for the most part, we're live and we're here to take your calls. Any retirement question, welcome. A lot of people just call in with a, am I on the right track, Jeff? Here's where I'm at, my age, my savings. Maybe you don't, yeah, there's half of Americans that have little to no savings. That is a fact that we see in study after study. And then the other half of Americans, they're planning and they're doing the right thing, Jeff. But there is good news for those that have, especially those 50 plus uh, that have not saved enough for retirement. Uh, and this just came out this week. There are two parts to it. One is is the increases in Retirement savings are getting a boost where contribution limits are going up for 401k plans, 403bs, things like that. Also, Social Security uh, benefits are going up next year. So let's address both of those. Did you want to give out any phone numbers or anything, Paul? Uh, the phone number to call I'm sorry is... to interrupt myself. <laughs> no, that's, that's fine. And I was going to welcome any question. A lot of times it is a 401k question, but we take any question about your future, your retirement, uh, and Jeff deals with this every day. This is what you do at the Kowal Investment Group. Call at 799-1130. It's the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. 414-799-1130. And that'll get you right through to the program. Jeff also has a great website. He's on social media, thekowalway.com. K-O-W-A-L, thekowalway.com. Last week we had Spitz in here. Uh, I, we came up with a name for the team because it's Joe Still and Aaron Spitzner. So Still, Still and Spitz. And <laughs> we were working on it throughout the show. Never really wow. resolved. <laughs> Give it up, Paul. <laughs> and, and they reminded me, Paul, re- remind the listeners of our social media sites. You're on Facebook. Oh, yeah. You're on LinkedIn. You're on Twitter. And that's all available as well. Just go to thekowalway.com to find out more. Um, also, locations. We mentioned Racine, oh, yes. Jeff, but your world headquarters in Waukesha. Right. You're in Madison. Yep. Phoenix, Arizona, Port Washington. Have I missed one? The Racine office. So those are the five. Yeah. Down in Middleton. Oh, in Middleton. Yep, exactly. And we're on WIBA in Madison as well. So that covers it. And Jeff also has his staff do market updates Monday through Friday. Here in Milwaukee and in Madison, you'll get those market updates. You talk about Joe and and, uh, Spitz, but uh, Aaron Spitz, but also, of course, Aaron Kowal, Marie, John White. Just a great team of people that... um, uh, do reports Monday through Friday, and Christine Hayward uh, do reports Monday through Friday, uh, three o'clock and five o'clock on the, on the WISN Milwaukee, uh, four fifty-five on WIBA in Madison. We try to give you one minute as what's going on in the market that particular day. Uh, is it the government report? Is it a, a in in um, uh, an inquiry into the uh, impeachment of a president? What's driving the market that particular day? Uh, uh, trade talks. What's driving up or down? Then we uh, wrap it up at the last, uh, at the end with the Dow, the S&P 500, Tech Heavy NASDAQ, all in one minute. Again, 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock news blocks on WISN in Milwaukee. And 4.55, just before 5 o'clock news on Vicky's show on WIBA in Madison. And this last week, we saw, we saw some record highs, Jeff. The markets are doing yeah, fine. Dow Thank hit you very much. Yeah, you bet. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, I mean, doing these impeachment hearings and everything on, on TV, and then you look at, oh, 
We're in the best economy possibly in our lifetime, Jeff? That's right, and they're trying to deflect from it clearly. Oh, um, but we, they're it, trying it their great best. Time. Yeah, it is a great time to, to be in the market. Uh, and even if you have some downside protection, you're still participating as the market's going up. So that's nice. And, and you're going to be able to participate even more because retirement savings are getting a boost next year. Um, I'm going to give you the... Um, the the headline or the the key part of it the key part of it is that the contribution limits for 401k's 403b plans uh simple plans are going up for the uh, uh 401k's and 403b's the uh, participants uh are able to put $19,500 away into the 401k that's up from 19,000 this this year but the catch-up provision is going up also. It's going up from $6,000 to $6,500. So now you can put away $26,000 into uh, your 401k or 403b plan. For IRAs, that's staying the same. It's $6,000. Um, if you're under 50 and you can add another 1000 so it's $7,000 total. So think about that, Paul. You can put 33, uh, if you if you contribute to your 401k and to your IRA, and there are, there are income limits to both, um, uh, you can put away thirty-three thousand dollars a year, and if you if you multiply it by two, that's uh, husband and wife. That's sixty-six thousand dollars. Now you have to have income to support that, and you have to be able to do that and be able to afford that amount, yeah, of course. But but it's a good way to catch up. That's right, and that's where this other, this falls in line with the article, the USA Today article. If you want a financially secure retirement, you have to save for it, but it's hard to get an early start on your retirement savings, especially with all the demands on the money for immediate needs. Unfortunately, it's all too common for people to hit their 50th birthdays before they get serious about building up a retirement See, I'm hearing more and more of that. You would think it'd be the opposite, that by now people would realize we've got this great 401k plan and I've got matching at work, that I'd be involved in it well before 50, and yet you still hear stats that... Half of Americans don't. And half Americans not participating. In, even though there's automatic, um, you know, when you, a lot of companies have, have automatic setup where you go in, you get 4% automatically taken off. But sometimes they don't add to it. Um, uh, they keep it at that level. Sometimes there's not a company match. But, you know, certainly you should, if there is a company match, you should put at least as much as a company match. But also some people are tapping into it with loans or taking distributions before their retirement. And, you're and that's not the purpose. For, no. Absolutely. Uh, you, you have the ability to take a loan from your 401k plan, not necessarily the wise choice. Right. Unless you really have to. There are emergencies yep. and life happens. Right. And, you know, I've, I've seen good uses for it. And, and I don't want to suggest that you take money out to buy a home. But at least you're putting it into something that might be an appreciating asset as opposed to paying off credit cards. I'm chuckling because I came to you for advice. It was about seven or eight years ago, and it was that very question. I needed some money, and I wanted to take out of my 401k plan, and you, you did say what you just said now. Not advisable. I did, and it was for our outdoor kitchen. Oh, well, that's, <laughs> but that's... it wasn't much. It was just enough to give us you know, what we needed to complete the project. And it worked out fine. But you're right. It, it's counterproductive can, to the savings. Yeah. But the, it's counterproductive to the savings. But also, if you look at the other side of that, Paul, that's the type of thing that if you were to sell your house, that might be enticing to somebody. You got this nice outdoor kitchen oh, to go with it. I believe it can, is. That can set your side, your house aside from others who may be sim, which, which may be similar. Add so. it to the value of the house, yeah. and it might help sell it. And in the meantime, Jeff, I get to grill out on this nice yeah, That's <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but What could but, be better than that? Yeah. Inviting my, me. My no. 
means yes, of course. I think you've seen it, right? Yeah, you've been yeah, over yeah, there, yeah. and it's we love it. So in that case, it worked out. But if you're just doing it to buy a car or go on a vacation, there are other ways to do it. Um, there's a, also a stat about credit card debt. Yes, yesterday, Belling was talking about it on his show. Somebody uses their credit card to do a home remodeling project. You know, twenty twenty five thousand dollar project, which seems insane. The fifteen percent rate and you're borrowing and you're using that wow. to pay for a remodeling project it's just i think some people are using their credit when it's not the best idea right there's other ways to do it just like borrowing from your 401k maybe not the best way and still if you have credit it doesn't mean that you have to put all your money to reducing that credit if you have only a certain amount of money some should go into your retirement plan long term and some can go down to reducing that debt you don't have to be obsessing some people i think uh, uh obsess about paying off their debt uh, to the disadvantage of their retirement, and they don't look for that. You you can't borrow money for your retirement. You have to have the cash for that. Do most I I know we've got a stink and a break soon here, Jeff. Do most people as they near retirement? Is it a general rule of thumb that they've got their mortgage paid off by then? Or used is- to be, Paul. That's a that's a good question. It used to be, but it's not so much anymore. You look at interest rates anywhere from three and a half to four and a half percent on their mortgages. Some even lower than that. And you say that's cheap money. Why should I be giving up that? And why should I be, you know, you can, you can accelerate payments in, but I think now people are recognizing that that's pretty cheap debt. And if your cash flow can handle that debt, that's really good, uh, a good rate. You don't want to take money out of accounts that could potentially, and you mentioned about the markets doing so well, take money out of that uh, to pay off a loan. But on the other hand, there are things that make emotional sense and things that make economic sense. So uh, yeah. there's a balancing act there. We Just are humans. Yep. Yeah. Just to wrap this up again, uh, uh, next year, your contribution limits go up for the 401ks stays the same for the IRAs for 2020. Well, I think it's break time, Jeff, for the retirement clinic. We've got listeners in Madison where you do have a Middleton office. We've got listeners, of course, at WISN in Milwaukee. We are going to come back with the boss minute. Then we are going to dive into questions. So if you've got any retirement questions, financial planning, your future, now is the time to call in to the retirement clinic. Jeff Kowal will take those questions on the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We've got lines open right now. Give us a call. 414-799-1130. 414-799-1130 for the retirement clinic. Stick around. Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owner's savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. It's estimated that 10,000 baby boomers hit retirement age every single day. That's a huge number. A lot of those are business owners. Many of these soon-to-be retirees have created and run a successful business for many years, but are now wondering what's the next step. They ask themselves many questions like should they transfer their business to their children, their employees, or maybe sell the company to to a third party. It's important to consider these issues. Statistically, 85% of a business owner's net worth is tied up in their business. So this makes it critical to get the planning done right. And if possible, get the planning done early as well. Having an exit plan puts you in control of the situation. If the planning is done, the groundwork laid, then a lot of the stress can be taken out of what's going to happen with what is most likely your most valuable asset. It'll also provide you with adaptability and flexibility if plans change. Get your succession plan going now so if something happens, there isn't a fire sale that can put your plans and your family's plans in jeopardy. That is Aaron Kowal, today's Boss Minute Business Owners savings and security. I know we say it every week, Jeff, but just to remind people, 
business owners have to have a retirement plan. Maybe it is their business. I don't know. That's right. And you don't want to put it off like Aaron was talking about. You don't want a fire sale because then you get the least value for your business. And there are some good companies that can do business valuation and help you with that, no matter what stage you are in your business. So welcome back to the Retirement Clinic, everybody. Jeff Kowal on WISN and also in Madison on WIBA. We are taking your phone calls. I welcome any retirement questions before the break. So let's do that. Jumping to the phones, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text number, that's 414-799-1130. Miguel in Milwaukee, good morning. It's actually Miguel. Hi, Miguel. Miguel, how are you doing? Pretty good. Hey, uh, I'm going to be retiring in, like in April, and um, I have a pension. I have a 401k. I have a little bit of a buyout, and I'm 57, and I really don't have to go back to work unless Unless something happens, a surprise. I was wondering, uh, what do you suggest I should do? Well, there are a couple things. Couple things. First of all, are you going to you're going to need some income? Yes. Well, no. Outside of the pension, I don't think so. I I uh, I have a little side job that I can do, uh, side work. But okay. Outside of that, I don't think I I, I have to. So when you're saying what should you do, one of the things you should do <laughs> is, is be mindful that, you know, first of all, if you're 57, there's a, there's a rule that says between 55 and 59 and a half, you can take money out of your 401k without penalty. So I would leave at least some of your 401k at your work so that if you do need it over the next couple of years, if you need to tap into it, you could tap into it without penalty. Um, so I'm just using this as an example. Let's say you have a half million dollars there. Leave a hundred thousand or hundred fifty thousand dollars there. The rest you could roll over into an IRA, so that you get. Um, you, generally, you get more options, perhaps better performance, sometimes lower fees. So that's the kind of thing. What else? What else were you, are you thinking as you? The other thing I would do is do a cash flow analysis. Uh, we do that at our office. Well, instead of just eyeballing it and saying, hey, I'm 57, I think I'm good, what we like to do is put a number to it, actually uh, put your pension, put potential, your future Social Security, what assets you have, any other investments, see what your uh, needs are in terms of income, and see how long your money is going to last in retirement. Because a lot of times people eyeball it, and then they say they come up short and you have to go back to work at 75. And, and uh, Miguel, I don't think you want to do that. No. No, I'm done. I, 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 they got their, their money's worth out of this old dog. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, wait a minute. You're, 40, you're 57, 57, right? Yeah. That's, that's not, not really an old yeah, dog. That's not an old dog no, yet. But they, they got you. You feel like it, right? Well, a lot of hard miles on that body. Yeah, the boy. That's okay. But did I answer your question? Is there anything else that you had that was on your mind? No, I mean, do you suggest I call your office and uh, maybe to have a sit down? Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, let's. You know what? I'll give out the phone number. Um, Thanks for the call, Miguel. Yeah, good questions. It's two six two five two two forty forty two six two five two two forty forty. Thekowalway dot com is Jeff's website, and that's k o w a l thekowalway dot com. A good question. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, and so you much. can go online at thekowalway dot com. Click a button and and get started with us. So uh, you can request an appointment online as well at thekowalway dot com. Let me ask you something, Jeff. Is there an average age where people approach you at the Kowal Investment Group? He was fifty seven. That to me seems a little early. No, but, no. But then again. You know, I've got friends. I told you about my police officer friend. He's 53. He's done. Yeah. He's retired. 53 is like a good age to, to come. Especially. That's what I am. I'm 53. 
I think that that's probably a great age, especially if you've accumulated some wealth because you have some options between now and age 59 and a half to do some things and that you should be aware of as you plan for your retirement. You can look at early retirement. Should you be contributing some things after tax? You know, a lot of, a lot of clients, a lot of individuals bury so much money in their retirement plans that um, – you know, you have to pay a penalty if you're under 59 and a half. So you have to start accumulating some money outside of retirement plans. And that's what gives you the financial independence. And whether you're, you're 53 and you're going to retire at 55, 57, or 75, doesn't make any difference. That's a good age to start, re, uh, start your retirement planning, especially if you accumulate some wealth. That or a little bit earlier. Got it. Uh, that was a good question. And thank you for the call. The Accident Mortgage Talk and text number for the Retirement Clinic. And give us a call. We've got some lines open at 414-799-1130. As always, Jeff has some news and topics that he wants to address. Uh, these, I think, are pretty interesting because there are two articles from uh, USA Today, and I think they're just a day apart, which is kind of interesting. Um, and one is, unretirement can work for you. As Americans live longer, they aim to keep financially and mentally fit. Most, and this is Jessica Menton from the USA Today. Most Americans are opting to work well into retirement, a growing trend that threatens to upend the old workforce model. One in three Americans who are at least 40 have to have or plan to have a job in retirement, according to a Harris poll. Kind of the opposite of what we just talked about. Yeah. Uh, well, right with people retiring early. That's yeah. 30% of yeah. Americans. Uh, but it says unretirees, those who plan to work in retirement or went back to work after retiring, said they would like to be employed in their later years. Financial needs aren't the only culprit for the unretirement trend. Other reasons, according to a study, include personal fulfillment, such as staying mentally fit, preventing boredom, or avoiding depression. Concept of retirement is evolving. It's not just about finances. The value of work is also driving folks to continue working. Um, one change in for the uh, one reason for the change is Americans are living longer. The share of the population, 65 or older, that's working was 16 percent in uh, in 2018, up 3.2 percent. Um, let's see, older Americans also are the fastest growing segment of the U.S. workforce, which is kind of interesting. That doesn't. That almost sounds wrong, doesn't that it? That does sound wrong. Twenty percent of people aged sixty-five and older were in the workforce in February of, of uh, February of this year, up from an all-time low of ten percent in January of eighty-five. So in January of eighty-five, twenty percent of the workforce were people sixty-five and older. Now twenty percent of the workforce is sixty-five and older. Um, the emotional side, which you briefly alluded to, um, the, your value, you know, once you're retired, I can see where depression or at least a, a mild form of it would set in. Sure. You're all excited, I think, when you first retire about things that you could be doing. Uh, golfing, you know, taking a part-time job. Working the fun with, stuff. You know, just all the traveling. Vacations. Things like that. But I think that, that you're right. After a certain period of time, that wears thin for some people. Some people can do it forever. Right. I, every personality is different. But if you were the big wig in the office and everybody came to you and all of a sudden that's gone. Yep. 
uh, you're of no value to that office because you're retired. I can see where that could be a little bit weird. Yeah, it says the most challenging moments in life are getting married, starting a family, and ultimately retiring. It's not just a financial decision, but an emotional one. Many people believe they can't retire. They believe they can't retire. And that's where you got to go to somebody that can help you with that and walk you through a process. I have a client of mine who is thinking about retiring. He's been counting down the days. And now that he's a short time away from me, he's thinking, you know, can I really do this? And it's, it's, you know, when you start getting that paycheck, when you go from a paycheck to retirement income, it's got to be seamless, if at all possible, because that helps. If you have a plan in place uh, for when you do retire, for the day after you retire, for the check coming in, that helps a lot because you know where your money is going to come from. Yeah. Uh, it, Social Security can start at the earliest at what age, Jeff? 62. 62. You don't want to rely, we've said this so many times, solely on Social right. Security. It's just not going to be enough, is it? No. Uh, for most people, it's not going to be enough unless unless you have a really modest lifestyle or if you have a, uh, a lot of people uh, like Miguel was talking about. He's got a, a pension as well. That's nice that, to be able to have that, but that's so rare now. Probably less than 15% of the companies, uh, government agencies have um, have a pension plan. A government, you, a government agency government is most policy. likely to have it, yep. but uh, uh, a company is less likely to have it. My dad, when I was growing up, my dad, this would be in the 60s and 70s, was in manufacturing, Jeff, and it was all about pension. That's all he yeah. talked about. My pension, my pension. He was in a union. Yep. All of a sudden, that pension, you know, nobody's doing those anymore. But you have, a, you know, my dad was like that too. And I think when he retired from the post office, this was a while back, he got a pension of like $325 a month. <laughs> and then your Social Security at that time. I went to was dinner like a couple of times. That's and right. It's that's gone. about it. So they, they weren't as generous as the pensions might be now. But then those pensions are going away. But I got to talk to you about this young workers. To baby boomers, will you retire already? That's the title of this article. Young like, workers are saying to boomers, will you retire already? Yeah. It's Is like, that a lack of respect? I, it's it's a log jam, I think, more of a lack because of respect. Because there's so many boomers, right? It, it's a huge generation, but the millennials now outnumber them. It's a bigger genu- generation. Well, and that's where the log jam is starting to, to happen. It, uh, uh, Paul Davidson, this is a USA Today article. There's a multi-generational traffic jam in the upper rungs of America's career ladder. As more baby boomers put off retirement, exactly what we were talking about, millennials and Gen Xers are finding it harder to move up at middle and higher level jobs, according to USA Today LinkedIn survey. Uh, Partly as a result, many younger workers are job hopping as they seek bigger titles and higher pays. Um, this is the first time ever that five different generations in America's workforce at the same time. Um, hey, Jeff, uh, we got a couple texts that just rolled in. Um, I'd like to address at least sure. one of them. Um, unnamed at 262 is who I will refer to this as. What, Jeff, what are the penalties to taking money from your Roth, which is part of a 401k? That's the question. Does that make sense? Um. Yeah, there, sh- there shouldn't now. It depends, again, on your age. There's, there still might be penalties under age 59 and a half. But if you have Roth IRAs, there's, there shouldn't be any penalties uh, because you, you you put the money in after tax. So in other words, you've already paid the taxes up front. So it's growing tax-free. So when you take withdrawals from that, whether it's your, a Roth 401k or Roth IRA, uh, there aren't going to be any taxes to pay on that. I know. We say this every week. You do this every day of your life. But it's worth repeating. 
that the Roth, you pay taxes at the time, right? And the 401k right. is just the opposite. It's when we take the money out. Right. And we pay taxes. So it's it, tax-free when you pull the money out. We never get away tax from free. taxes. We, there's no way around that, right? Pardon? There's no way around paying no, taxes. No, you either pay them up front or pay them out. But the way he's doing it, the way 262, what did you call him? Two, unnamed at 262. Two. Two, I'm not giving out his entire number, but no, it's that's, here. That's okay. No, but the, what he's doing right is that he's accumulating money. And I like the idea of putting money into a Roth 401k. Uh, the corporate tax rates... Uh, according to President Trump, were made permanent that were that he put together. The individual tax rates are temporary and are likely to go up in, in January of 2025. So what unnamed the 262 is doing right is that he's putting money away on a consistent basis into the Roth, uh, paying the taxes now while taxes are lower, having it grow tax-free for when a time when the taxes are likely to be higher. It's a great move. Yeah, good. And that's a good question. It came in 10 minutes ago. I hope he's listening. Thank you for that question. You can text us. We don't mind the text. The Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line will remain open the rest of the program, 414-799-1130. Jeff Kowal is president of the Kowal Investment Group, the Retirement Specialist. We talked about the new office right at Highway 20, Mount Pleasant. That's Racine. Uh, I-43 and Highway 20. You can't miss that big sign, the Kowal Investment Group. That's a nice sign. It's right on the expressway, freeway. Very nice location for you guys. Because In addition, your world headquarters, Jeff, in Waukesha, Wisconsin, up in Ozaukee County. You have an office in Port Washington. Of course, you're in Madison in that Middleton office and Phoenix, Arizona. So you deal with some snowbirds, don't you? No, you bet. We see them all the time, too. Um, it's it's interesting. Our Waukesha office is very easily look, uh, easy access. It's right by the Machine Shed Restaurant, Thunder Bay Grill, right there. We're just north of that. So if you're wondering where in Waukesha are you, because some places in Waukesha, you just can't get there from here. So I, we say, I can't get out of Waukesha when I get that's in. What happens. Your office is very easy to find. Sure, yeah. So that's, why, that's what I mean when you mention Waukesha World. It's right off of 94 and just before you hit Highway 16, uh, going west. Yeah, they're working on that Waukesha bypass thing right now. It's being delayed. Do you know about this? No. Yeah, it's some bypass around Waukesha. I, I don't know much about it, but it was in the traffic news this week, so we had a big conversation about oh. it. My comment is every time I get inside the city, I, I just can't get out. Yeah. I see the Les Paul guitars everywhere. but So this is a way me. for you to never go into the city? Yeah. Use the bypass? Yeah, just go to the Kowal Investment Group right off the freeway. That's right. You can't miss it. Okay, Jeff, uh, the sexy segment coming up. Do you want to sneak in one more quick uh, No, thing? I just want to finish up on this because the baby boomers bring knowledge and experience to the workplace. We're talking about the logjam of, of the next generation trying to... Not, uh, being frustrated with the baby boomers still working. The baby boomers bring experience, uh, and many companies try to coax them into staying on as, as, as they struggle to find workers when we're in all-time, a 50-year low for employment, so they're trying to keep the, the old folks on, <laughs> old folks, baby boomers. Yeah. But 41% of millennials, or 30% of all adults, said they found it difficult to move up in the fields because boomers are waiting uh, longer to retire, according to USA LinkedIn survey. Too bad. Wait your turn, millennials. <laughs> we all had to go through this. As a result of that, nearly a quarter of workers surveyed uh, changed jobs in the last 12 months, and 30% are planning to do so in the next year. I just want to, you know, what this, what this brings to mind is our office. You, you know, you have the old guys at the uh, uh, 
uh, you know what? This, this article actually addresses it. Experts say a multi-generational workforce can boost productivity if properly leveraged. Some companies are splitting C-suite jobs in two, giving younger employees some of the duties in a sort of half-step promotion so they won't leave. And you see that in our office. It, 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 first of all, they bring a lot of energy, a lot of knowledge, and just a different perspective. Like Aaron Spitzner was on last week. We always joke about it. He's a millennial. Yeah. And he always kind of jumps, barks back at me and says, quit making fun of me. <laughs> but, it, but you get that blend of that millennial. They're yes. so good on social media and they understand technology. So good, Jeff. But, and what we can do is say, okay, how do you apply that technology to caring about people in their retirement? And you can, you can move that, you can meld that, and that's what I think is working out very well in our office, a mix of the, uh, um, the more experienced ones that can help the, the younger ones. Uh, even though the younger ones are coming in with a lot of experience and a lot of knowledge, how do you apply that? How do you apply that knowledge and data to really doing a great job, a great place to go? Wealth management and preservation. It's called the Sexy Segment, and it comes up next on the Retirement Clinic. Stick around where Jeff Kowal is your host, and we're on WISN in Milwaukee. We're on WIBA Madison, and we'll be right back. Oh, yeah. The sexy segment is ready to go on the retirement clinic by way of background. It's about preserving your wealth and managing your wealth. Jeff, some people get to a certain point. I mentioned as a round number, a million dollars later, earlier in the show. That might not stay at a million. Right. Well, this, this show is for everybody. This particular segment is for those with a million dollars or more. And, you know, if you look at the assets that you have, if you have your home, that's $500,000. If you have $500,000 in a 401k, you're at a million dollars. If you have other investments, if you have an IRA, if you get an inheritance, if you have life insurance of a million dollars, that's all added on to your estate when you pass away. If you own a business, you may be, at, or you win the lottery, you may be at $5 million, $10 million, $20 million, $100 million or more. This segment is for you. And a lot of those with who've accumulated some wealth tend to be more uh, charitably inclined. Um, but 10 things you sh- that anyone considering a QCD should know. QCD is a qualified charitable deduction from your IRA. And thanks to the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, the higher standard deduction, which doubled from 12000 for single filers and 20, to $12,000 and $24,000 to joint filers, uh, fewer taxpayers are itemizing their returns. And that might make doing taxes easier, but those who use a standard deduction miss out on several popular tax breaks, including claiming a deduction for any donations they make to a qualified charity. Uh, whether you're an occasional writer of small checks or a big donor, uh, it'll hurt the charity's banks. It may hurt the charity's bank's account. The strategy is uh, to do qualified charitable. Taxpayers age 70 and a half and older can use a qualified charitable distribution, QCD, to donate up to $100,000 annually directly from their traditional IRA to an eligible public charity without counting that as income, as taxable income. Instead, it would count towards your required minimum distribution and reduce the taxable amount of your mandatory withdrawal. So you you accomplish a couple of things. First of all, you reduce your income by having, or at least you don't have to add that to your income. So it's not really reducing it, just uh, not added when you have to take out a required minimum distribution. Second thing is the charity loves it. They get the money directly. So using your RMD as a charitable contribution will exclude that amount from your adjusted gross income. 
Um, each person can do it. 70 and a half can do it. So that's a key thing. Uh, up to $100,000 maximum. If you're a married, married couple filing jointly, you each can give $100,000. Uh, next is that you should work with your IRA custodian to correctly accomplish this. Just make sure that you know, be careful that you don't draw out the funds, put it into your personal account, and then write a check. That's not what you do. Uh, it has to go directly to the named charity. Uh, okay, go ahead. Okay. Make I was sure going to ask fun. about a I, I had charity questions. Okay. Um, they've, I don't know how to ask this, Jeff. They got to be qualified charity, obviously. It's right. It can't be you, you, like a uh, friend on the block doesn't right, qualify as right. a charity. Just something that he made up, right? Right. Okay. You can't do some gifting, and then that, that's excluded. Gifting you know, to family members and sure. things like that. You know, gift up to $15,000 to me, hypothetically. Let's say you want to give me $15,000. You could do that without any repercussions or anything. You don't get tax deduction for it. Okay. Okay, be sure to inform your tax preparer that you did a QCD. That's key because they won't know that. Uh, it'll show up that you took the distribution out, but the, amount may, but the amount may not be clearly identified as a QCD. You don't want to pay tax on that. So you got to be careful with that. It's permissible to use less than the full RMD for a charitable deduction. So it says, as an example, let's say you had to take a $16,000 RMD and you only want to give $14,000 to charity. You still need to take out the additional $2,000 for your RMD, so you don't get around that. But that's all you'd have to take out. Um, and you can make a QCD XTs your RMD. Let's say you have a $50,000 required minimum distribution. You can still give $100,000. So those are some of the key things. It's a great thing to do. Um, you can't receive any benefit from it. But a lot of our clients are doing it. And I think you can also give to multiple charities. So yeah. let's say that you want to give $50,000 from your directly from your IRA. You could do it to five different charities if you want to. You don't have to give it to just one. Jeff, that is today's sexy segment. We're going to save enough time in the back end of the show when we come back to possibly sneak in another question. Here in the Retirement Clinic, we're on WIBA Madison. We're on WISN in Milwaukee. Jeff has one, two, three, four, five locations now. That's right. For all of them, you can access by going online at thekowalway.com. Click the button and, and get to get started with us. Uh, and uh, Heather will get to you and make sure that we get you on the schedule. TheKowalWay.com. Also on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Or call their office at 262-522-4040. We'll be right back. All right, we are back in the final closing minutes of the Retirement Clinic. Jeff, you had a couple things you wanted to yeah, squeeze in. Two things that I think are pretty important. One is that your Social Security benefit uh, is going up. Uh, cost of living adjustment, the COLA, um, it's somewhat modest, but some 68 million Social Security beneficiaries will receive a 1.6% increase in their monthly starting monthly check starting in 2020. Average Social Security beneficiary will see their benefits increase by just $23.40 a month to $14.60. That's the average Social Security. Uh, much more, some of the increase will be offset in part by rising Medicare Part B. Uh, government typically deducts Medicare Part B premiums, and they're expected to rise $8.80 a month. So the premiums are going up on that. Your Social Security is going up $23.40, 1.6%. It kind of reminds you that all your planning and retirement for whatever you do, you got to keep in mind of inflation. Cost of living all is going yes, up. Yes, and that's what that's why I went to remind Miguel about that, that he called earlier, that 
you know, you look, you eyeball, you think it's going to look okay, but then you plug in inflation and the fact that he was 57 and he might live 30 more years. It's like, what's inflation going to do that? A so Big Mac is going to be 12 bucks. Uh, for starters, yeah. <laughs> the other thing is, uh, this I thought was pretty interesting. The odds are split for Senate Secure Act passages here. Overall, it's an uncertain picture, but the Secure Act is not dead in the water. But it's less than 50-50. This is kind of interesting, Paul, because the SECURE Act is that setting every community up for Retirement Security Act. It passed 433 to like six uh, in the House, and we thought it would be quick passage, but it's it's slowed down. Um, best hope it might be a ended your omnibus. Has the Senate bill. voted on it yet? No, they haven't. Oh. And there's only if you think about it, I think there's only 12 working days left for the rest of the year and um the, the lack of senate floor remaining lack of senate floor time remaining ahead of 2020 elections so there's not a lot of other there are a lot of other things that have to be handled and they are putting uh judges as an example as a higher priority getting judges approved in the senate rather than getting this so he's saying it's there's no real opposition to it but they say that it's probably going to take some time uh, it might not be this year. It might be next year well, that it gets approved. DC is a little preoccupied right now with a lot of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I'd say, but Jeff. I'd say the judges are probably more important than raising the required minimum distribution to seventy-two. I would agree with you. Yeah. Much more, much more important in the big picture, Jeff. Not even close. Uh, that was a fantastic show. It was a good show. Thanks for the calls and texts. It was a lot of fun too. Yep, we do. We don't mind the texts and the phone calls. Here's Jeff's phone number to call: two six two five two two forty forty two six two five two two forty forty or thekowalway.com. Check them out on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter as well. Thanks for tuning in to the Retirement Clinic.